Let's do it. I've got loads of football to talk about. There is. <laughs> Welcome, listener, once again to another edition of Footy from the Foot, the podcast coming to you close to the home football in San Diego, maybe a little bit closer than, than normal, um, the, the Bluefoot neighbourhood bar and lounge in the heart of San Diego's Little North Park. I'm your co-host, Paul Hutchinson, and I'm joined, as is customary right now, by the miracle of the internet, by the director of football at Bluefoot, Robin Styles. How are you, sir? I'm very good, Paul, and how are you, my friend? Good, good, good. Yeah, bear enough. This, this is like the, the last week where we don't have to, well, I don't know, there's actually going to be some football to, to talk about in the next one, isn't it? Ooh, I've enjoyed this. <laughs> <laughs> no stress, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. I mean, that's fair. I'm, I think we'll definitely keep with some of the uh, the bits and pieces that we've, uh, we've introduced during, during all of this, aren't we? So, definitely. Uh, and, we'll, and we'll carry on doing that today. Yeah. We're going to have some uh, uh, random questions from the randomizer. We'll do yeah. a Mount Rushmore are tunes, like tunes football related like tunes. Yeah, so and not Paris tunes, actual tunes that were released onto vinyl. Yes, <laughs> sure. Yeah, absolutely. Not not like yeah, theme tunes and things, but yeah. And then we'll have a look at the football that is happening next week, middle of next week in the Premier League. There's also some news and stuff from all over the place, which is pretty interesting. And then uh, yeah, we'll get out of your way. So yeah, if everyone's okay with that, yeah, get cracking. As always, we want you to get involved. Thanks to those people that have uh, given us some feedback over the last few weeks. Uh, footyfromthefoot at gmail.com is our email address. And at footyfromfoot on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We're on Spotify, iTunes, uh, Google Play, and Overcast. Apparently, I've just discovered that this week, that we're on Overcast. It's so, definitely not Overcast this morning, Paul. It is quite blue and sunny oh, out there. It's too <laughs> hot, isn't it? And it's too hot. So yeah, <laughs> it's funny. I was at the beach yesterday. Quickly unrelated football tour, but I, I FaceTimed my sister in England, and she was sitting at home with the heating on, and it was raining nonstop. <laughs> she was, I hate you. <laughs> uh, oh, I, I had I had a Zoom call uh, with my college um, friends uh, yesterday, and I had to come in off the patio because my computer was overheating because of it. And so <laughs> they felt so sorry for me. By the way, <laughs> they were. <laughs> <laughs> in the blanks of expletives, yeah. <laughs> He's already uh, Delhi Ali got a ban today. Did you see that for the first game? He was sitting on a bench or something, and it was in February, just as the coronavirus thing was was rearing its head properly. And um, basically, there was an Asian man and a bottle of sanitizer. He, he focuses on the sanitizer, focuses in on the uh, Asian man, and then focuses on himself, pulling a face like scared face. His wow. friend was the one who posted it, and obviously he got charged. He's got a one-game ban. He's apologetic. It's an idiot thing to do. I'm right. not backing him or anything here. But if he's getting a one-game ban, I will say this. Whilst Carl Walker not getting a one-game ban, why isn't Jack Grealish getting a one-game ban for literally going out to a party after he said, don't do it, people, and crashing his car? Yeah. So you, you can actually go down that road a little bit, but... I suppose, I mean, the other thing about it is there's probably actual rules in place for what Deli Ali did and... Social media. Probably, yeah. yeah, there probably wasn't kind of anything in no. place at that point when, again, not to excuse it, but that's probably the kind of the nuts and bolts of it, isn't it? That yeah. They weren't, it's just disappointing when you've got a full squad for once and then this happens. It's like, yeah, damn it. And you're playing United, aren't you, as well? So you, yeah. yeah. Well, the first three games, the Man United, Sheffield United. No, Man United, West Ham United and Sheffield United. 
anyway. Well, hopefully Arsenal carry on their pre-season form, which uh, was a, no, not pre-season, pre-season, I don't know what you want to call it, but yeah, they lost to Brentford yesterday, I believe, 3-2 in a warm-up game. Oh, they, they played a warm game, okay. Uh, yeah, they, they lost, they, they played another game earlier last week, they won 6-0, and yesterday, or the day before, they played Brentford, lost 3-2, and there is video footage of David, David Luiz having a complete <laughs> nightmare in defence. <laughs> All right. Here we go. <laughs> well, yeah. so, he, so he's already in uh, uh, mid-season form. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. It was well. It is with regret that uh, I have to announce that Bolton Wanderers were officially relegated this week. Unofficially, we've been re- relegated since December, I think. So, but yeah, that was League One and League Two were called. I think they did went off a like average points per game. Yeah, yeah it meant that Bolton go down. The, the only chink of light is that Tranmere went down with us. Coventry were. Uh, promoted up to the championship level. That's nice to see a club that's because uh, yeah, but we're in the same sort of boat. Ten years down the road, I think. Well, uh, the only way is up for you guys now. I mean, you can fall further, but yeah, thanks for that. <laughs> <laughs> My first ever season ticket season was when Bolton was last in the in the old fourth division. So uh, yeah, it's taken us a while, but we're back. We're back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bless you. Yeah, but hopefully things will turn around for you next season. Another thing that I saw that was fairly interesting to me was the a gang of experts um, had four out of the five major sort of prospects, players that have the highest transfer tags, uh, are from England. I don't know whether you saw any of this. Go on. So Mbappe is top with like That's 230 right. million. And then Raheem Sterling, Jaden Sancho, uh, Trent, and then Marcus Rashford all come in the top five. For yeah. like the most you'd have to spend in order to get them into your club. I can't believe that. Well, Harry Kane was 10th in that. I was going to say, did he even make the top 10? I, I seem to recall he didn't even make the top 10, I don't think. Well, they, they, they rated him at 106 million. In this current circumstance, I don't, I don't believe any of these figures, I've got to say. But yeah, I would have put Harry Kane up a little further. Some guaranteed goals. I, mean, I know. So, yeah. Well, hopefully next week he's guaranteed a few goals. <laughs> We could do with that, yeah. How can Griezmann be more than bloody Harry Kane? Yeah. I wouldn't go down that route. <sighs> Terrible. Because I can see Harry Kane actually dropping into midfield as well and being a, a far better player in a couple of years. A bit like Teddy Sheringham did. You know, just pulling off a little bit as well. Because he's got amazing distribution, Kane. And I All believe right. Marlon's better than Salah as well. So that, that's a terrible table to look at, actually. I don't like that. <laughs> Coming back, I know La Liga comes back today, doesn't it? With a with a good old derby, Seville against Real Betis. Oh, really? Okay. That's today. Yeah. yeah, yeah, good. And I think, like, uh, well, it seems in Italy, I think they've got like Italian cup games playing uh, over the next few days as well. So yeah, it seems to be firing back up. Hopefully, it will all go off safely. Yeah. Um, the other, the other, the other thing I thought was kind of nice was that um, I love it when really big stars have like a really unusual football club that they support and Shaquille O'Neal has got one of those cardboard cutouts for Northampton Town of all places do you know that? I did not know that <laughs> so yeah I'm going to respond to that with cobblers well it's dead true absolutely <laughs> um, apparently he had he's had business dealings with the uh, the chairman at Northampton before now Fell called Kelvin oh. Thomas. So, and uh, yeah, recorded a video when they gained promotion a couple of years ago. And massive Cobblers fan. What a bizarre world we live in. 
Good on you. Brilliant. All right, shall we uh, fire up the randomizer and see what happens with all of that? Let's do it. All right, let's go. And the first question is number two. Experiences watching in the home end as an away fan. I used to go to West Ham a lot as a Spurs fan and sit with my friend who was a West Ham fan behind the goal in the West Ham end. Very scary times. <laughs> so, yeah. I've also done it at the old Highbury as well. Oh, yeah? Ooh, wow. Yeah, with my little brother. And um, I, I've been in the away end of Highbury, but this time I couldn't get a ticket for love or money, so I had to get a ticket and sit in the away end. It was... Um, it was a 1-1 one, one draw, Jürgen Klinsmann, it was that year, Jürgen Klinsmann scored a goal. It was the year that a whiskey bottle got thrown to, thrown at Ian Wright, an empty whiskey bottle. Blimey, Riley. Those were the days, eh? Yeah, totally, mate. And um, Yeah, so, yeah, not, not comfortable at all, because obviously you don't wear any colours, you just sort of, like, go with the flow a little bit. It's, it's, it's yeah. not fun, not fun at all. No. Yeah. I've, uh, I've got, like, a couple, really. Um, one was a weird one where I was actually teaching, do you remember Andy Dibble? I taught his son, um, who himself was a goalkeeper, and he's in fact a, a goalkeeper at AFC Wrexham, I think, at the moment. Okay. Which is pretty cool. So I, yeah. I gave him his first game at school. So that's kind of nice. But he, uh, because of he, it was Andy Dibble's son, uh, Bolton were playing Stockport, who he was playing for at the time, and Bolton played them in the cup, and we absolutely battered, like 4 nothing. We like properly gave him a good spanking, like with basically our reserve team as well. And uh, so only let in a couple, like some, like four goals, I think it was that night. Um, <laughs> but I I had a free free ticket put in the home end. So okay. me and my brother kind of couldn't even like you know. And then the reverse was true when I I got a, a season ticket from a friend of mine who was a United fan. First game of the season at Old Trafford, and uh, obviously Bolton playing. We got thumped four nil, and it was Ronaldo's debut came off, off the bench. Right. right back a new one. It's the worst feeling in the world where you have to kind of stand up and kind of applaud you. It, it's just, it's awful, isn't it? Can it awful. just kind of like merge in, like to make sure that no one sees you as a... Horror. I mean, one of the West Ham games I was at, it, I think it was like a 4-3 thriller, do you know what I mean? And we won. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. And you're just like... <sighs> <laughs> you're trying to disappoint and happy. It's impossible. I couldn't do it now, I don't think. <laughs> Yeah, you get really have to sit on your hands, don't you? And then, like, oh. look, I mean, luckily, Bolton didn't even look like scoring that day, so it wasn't right. an issue for me. But, I, like, yeah, that was a nice thing that uh, Ronaldo was uh, making his debut that day. You get to see your team, but you don't really yeah. get to experience it in the way that you want to. So, no, yeah. not at all. It, it's crap. <laughs> it's a weird purgatory. The experience is so separated, isn't it? At, at, at Bolton, the, there was a pub that you could access straight off the, uh, the train station at, uh, at the Reebok was um but they wouldn't allow away fans in you had to show your season ticket or your yeah. your home end ticket to access that pub if not right. you went right the way up there was another pub that served all the away fans and it just it, it is so kind of yeah trolling right yeah i so. mean i've drank in outside upton park several times in like proper west ham pubs obviously because my friend was a big west ham fan and we used to do home and away he would sit in the tottenham end with me it's the pub experience which i find the worst because right. everybody's bad mouthing your team, and it's like, <laughs> and I'm not a violent person, but I like to shout my mouth off as well, you know. What I mean, and it's like you have to like bite your tongue, and it's like, 
I'd like to pick you up on a couple of points there, sir. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we hate them wankers in claret and blue. You know, it's just playing over on repeat in my brain. You know, I mean, that's... <laughs> that was your little Zen kind of uh, mantra. Yeah. Kind of... Go into the toilet, close the cubicle, and muffle my mouth while I was singing it. <laughs> <laughs> The Arsenal one was the worst though, because I was walking down the road to the stadium, the old Highbury, and I just, and I was with my little brother, who was like 13, I think, at the time. And I was just, I felt really, 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 I felt <laughs> so uncomfortable. Even yeah. though I had no colours, I believe people knew <laughs> who I was. Do you know what I mean? Uh, Horrible. Yeah, no, that's it. It's like in Inception, where the, when they're in the dream, you're not meant to be in this dream. What are you doing? Yeah, here? yeah, yeah, yeah. What are you doing here? I can, sm I can smell a first fan in here. <laughs> Who is it? <laughs> and you turn the corner going, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hope you win. And uh, <laughs> all right, let's see what else we've got. And the number it's generated is five, which is. Are there any good simulations of football on film or TV? The simple answer there is no. Actually, I think. No. It's always the thing that always gets me about how football is simulated on TV is that defenders somehow like dive out of the way of, of a, a dribbling attacker. It's almost like there's got a force field around them where was dribbling with the ball and they dive out of the way. And so there's there's none. I don't think yeah. it makes me feel really uncomfortable watching things uh, that up. To some extent, the uh, that the English game that was like a, a different version or an early version of football, so it was difficult to judge yeah. how. How, well, the goalkeepers dived the other way for that, that one, didn't they? they the that's, was, yeah, that's the, that's the other thing, isn't it? Goalies yeah. kind of just really yeah. waving them past. But apparently, the damn United, Michael Sheen, in the scene where he's training with the Leeds team for the first time, apparently, he, like as an actor, he was like, I really want to nail being able to play in front of the rest of the crew so that there's that idea of him being the, the boss and all this kind of thing. And apparently, the first take is used... Uh, when he volleys one home, he, he was like so pleased with himself. I've heard him like interviewed about it. So yeah, it's difficult, isn't it? But uh, yeah. yeah, it's like watching Arsenal. Actually, that's more like a simulation on TV as well. But um, <laughs> all right, we'll 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 move on. And the number generated is eight. How long you got? <laughs> <laughs> all right, we might need a yeah. So this is the most disappointed you felt after a game. 1990, 1996, 1987. <laughs> Eight semi-finals in the FA Cup since we last won the FA Cup's first <laughs> European yeah. Cup final last season. <laughs> I could go on for hours. <laughs> yeah. Being 3 0 up against United and losing 5 3. It's probably uh, yeah, more games where there's actually stuff riding on them than I. Yeah. Portsmouth, FA Cup's. Just the list. I mean, I've got, I've never been, yeah, I hate it. 87, we, we were. Imagine how we got to the FA Cup final. We finished third in the league. We got to the semi-finals of what was the League Cup then. Um, we played Arsenal in the semi-finals. It was over two legs. We had to go to a replay after the two legs, and we lost that game. It's just it's horrible. I hate it. I think well, one of mine is a semi-final. Very rare that Bolton got to any semi-finals. Really, certainly in my lifetime, we were playing Tranmere in the League Cup 2001, probably roundabout, which is kind of where all my hatred of um, Tranmere kind of comes from. We just blew it. Like we were a better team than Tranmere that year, and over the two legs, we just didn't show up. And I remember it was me and my brother. We were living with each other at the time. We'd watched the game in Manchester, but it was really difficult for some reason. It was so really difficult to find a pub that was showing the game. 
like nowadays, like you just like walk into anywhere and, and you yeah. kind of you'll be able to follow the game. But we just were rotten that day, and and Trammy were just a terrible team to watch because they were just like like Dave Chaloner would lob that ball into the box, and it would be absolute mayhem, wouldn't it? So yeah, ugh, horrible. I think the most disappointed I've ever been was when Bolton went down in like '97. We needed to beat Chelsea, and we needed Everton to lose their last game of the season. At Wimbledon? At Wimbledon. I think, yeah, you're right. Well done. Yeah, shocking. Yeah, it was really annoying because we'd also played Everton at home. It was, I think it was our first game at the Reebok, like first ever game at the Reebok. Strangely enough, it was Gary Speed that um, scored the only goal that game. It hadn't crossed the line, but it was given as a goal. Ultimately, that those points that they got against us were the, were the right. points that made us go down. Which, um, That's right, yeah. Totally. I remember that. So, yeah. Really, yeah, I remember like feeling really low about that. It was just because I think we had like forty-two points as well that that season. It was so we, we yeah. you know, what could have been a decent team, horrible season. That's a really good one you picked out there. Well, I think oh. we'll, what we'll do is we'll uh, move on to the Mount Rushmore of uh, football tunes, so that uh, yeah, we'll cheer ourselves up a bit. I think we need to, dear boy. I think we need because I've just gone down a horrible black hole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, went to a horrible dark place just there. All right. Well, yeah, this week it's Mount Rushmore of uh, football tunes. So do you want to start us off? World in Motion, Italian 90. Yep. The greatest of football songs. <laughs> Set the tournament up perfectly. <laughs> yeah. And in such inspired sort of choice, wasn't it? I think that really, to have New Order be involved in that. I think apparently Tony Wilson, who is like a, what would you describe as really? Just a, a champion of Manchester, really. Yeah, and it was it was in the whole sort of ravey sort of Manchester sort of era as well, wasn't yeah. it? Where it was very at the forefront. The funny story is only a few England players turned up because all the football songs were so crap. Yeah, yeah. And then obviously it was New Order, and Keith Allen was there, which was genius. Yeah, I think Gaza turned up, Beardley turned up, obviously John Barnes turned up. They did a lottery as well for who was going to do the rap. Peter Beardsley actually auditioned to do the rap on that song, which I would love to get the audio for. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah, the remix. <laughs> but John Barnes, thankfully, <laughs> he won won the race to do the rap, and obviously it's it's legendary now, isn't it? But um, yeah, yeah, all the other players were in the pub getting sloshed. The video is like. Just a smattering of England players. I think like one is Steve McMahon. I think they're like yeah. Des Walker's one of them. And yeah. like, there's only like a few bothered to show up. But I think it was genius as well with Keith Allen with the old England thing that he used to. Play. Yeah. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> yeah, the little sign. In the back Even now it's legendary that song, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? You can put it on and just be happy. Even when there's no football on, you can put that song on. Yeah. And you go there again, are you? Do you know what I mean? It was um, piggybacking off that. One of my suggestions is, and it's. Super regional, but it does bring back a lot of great memories for me. It was, again, sort of Manchester-era music. A band called Northside put a, a track called Shall We Take a Trip. That was used on Granada Soccer Night, uh, which was like a regional mm. midweek highlights programme. So you get all like the League Cup games, you know, Rumble O's Cup or something like that. And I would watch that after the news at 10. So you'd be kind of like bleary-eyed anyway, but the, the, that was a really great, Tunes like so, sort of all sort of baggy 
kind of yeah. there. It's really good. I'll, I'll I'll post a link to all of these as well. By the way, you should. Um, you should. Really? It's, yeah, well, it's great. It's a really good memory of being able to watch the highlights of the football. I should I should really have been in bed, but like, right, totally. Yeah. No. Um. What 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 do you think for your for your next one? I know I'm a Spurs fan. I'm going to have to have a Chaz and Dave song in there. <laughs> yeah. Now, Hotshot Tottenham makes me laugh in 1987, but we lost that cup final, so I can't have it. But what I remember of that song is they name check very fast the whole, basically the whole 22 players. And I always remember watching it on Top of the Pops when they performed it live with the Tottenham squad and how the camera was trying to get to each player as their name would be <laughs> And it was very clunky, but that always makes me laugh. But obviously I'm going to have to pick Aussie's dream in 1981. I mean, his knees have gone all trembly. Is that? Oh uh, my, I mean, it was just genius. I mean, I, I mean, I was nine years old. It was my first introduction to, to football, anyway. <laughs> I wish I still had that seven inch. I, I remember. Yeah. Anyway, but I haven't. I always play the intro at the Bluefoot when Spurs do something wonderful. It just makes me laugh. It, it, it was a beautiful thing. Aussie ideas had always wanted to play an FA Cup final at Wembley, and Chaz and Dave wrote the song for him basically, and everybody got behind him, and it was. Um, uh, it's just a beautiful moment. <laughs> very good. Yeah. No, I think that uh, I would have been surprised had uh, Chaz and Dave not made an appearance here, I've got to say. I, exactly. And I got more excited, not for Spurs hitting the FA Cup final, but the fact we'd have a new Chaz and Dave song. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wow. It came yeah, yeah, back yeah. to Spurs fan. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> Fantastic. Oh, yes. But they used to play on the pitch, Chaz and Dave. In the 90s, actually, before the games would start. Really? Wow. To do like a little half an hour set on the pitch. It was, it was really? Genius. That's, that's yeah. astonishing. That's when Alan Sugar was the uh, chairman. Wow. All right. Really, yeah. So it was always good. You'd get there early, have a couple of beers, watch a little bit of Chaz and Dave, and then <laughs> game would play. My last one. And I, I, know we said, I know we said about sort of like theme tunes and things, but it, I mean, it's not really a theme tune. It's like an actual piece of incredible music. Uh, the Nesson Dorma theme tune. Absolutely. Which, Absolutely. Yeah. Would it be my other choice? Yeah, <laughs> still gets me every single time that, like when, you know, I, 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 every now and again I'll, I'll put on some like uh, 1990 World Cup highlights and we'll put that theme tune on. Oh, for sure. I mean, yeah, <laughs> they've been doing a lot on the radio actually, like moments in football and 90 obviously comes up a lot. And straight away the, the, the Nessendorma Pavarotti and you're driving around or listening, walking around and you just get the goosebumps immediately. It's, um, you're back there, aren't you? Yeah. Oh my goodness. Absolutely encapsulated what everyone was sort of feeling about the, the football being on and England doing well and all that sort of thing. It was yeah, a brilliant, brilliant choice. Except when you're walking around, you actually when the song's on, in your mind, you've got a slow mo reel of moments from Italia ninety going, haven't you? Scalat yeah. wheeling away, scoring a goal. David Platt, you know what I mean? Gaza chipping in. Huge sort of moment in my kind of like footballing discovery, I think. There's actually and I, I've been listening to this, it's been, it's a really deep dive into the 1990 World Cup. It's called, it's a podcast called Vincera, which is the refrain at the end of Nesson Dorma. It's really good, and it really is a deep dive. Like they are going through day by day the different wow. games, and I think it's going to be obviously like a month's worth of, of podcasts. So I've, I've been really enjoying that. Uh, yeah, Vincera. It's called? Yes. You want to sing it, Paul? Um, I'll not bother. No, I mean, oh, okay, I'm pleased. I'm pleased. <laughs> I, I think we don't have the rights, so I think that that's the reason why I'm going to do it. So, like, obviously, I've got a great voice, but can't afford the rights. That's all. <laughs> all right. Well, I think that'll do us. I think the that's our Mount Rushmore of uh, football-related shoots. Perfect. All right. We'll take a quick break there, and then we'll have a little bit of a look at upcoming football. 
Okay, we'll, we'll take a quick look at the games that are going to be happening middle of next week. Uh, first games back in the Premier League. There's two games, actually. There's uh, Aston Villa versus Sheffield United. It's City versus Arsenal. They are both, I think, going to be available to watch over here. And, uh, yeah, two different time slots as well. So I'm loving this type of staggering of the, uh, the time so everyone can see everything. Both involve teams that watch their blue foot, which is great. So Villa at home to Sheffield United. Big game for Villa. Yeah, big time. They currently find themselves two points from safety in 19th place. They're, they're on 25 points. Watford are in 17th on 27. There's a, a five-goal difference um, with, with them and Watford. So, But they, Aston Villa do have this game in hand. They could go 16th, actually, above West Ham if they yeah. lose one. It's going to be a tough one, though, because Sheffield United are obviously pushing for Europe as well. So, Yeah, and if, yeah. Actually, if Sheffield win, they, they go fifth. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So a huge game for them as well. Yeah. I think it's a little bit bigger for Villa because obviously staying in the Premier League will be the um, yeah the most important thing. Yeah. I mean, so, it was a, a game that would, would have been in the Championship last year. The fortunes of both of these teams seem to have taken a very different turn, aren't they? So, totally. Which brings us on to Arsenal, who are currently ninth and push. Well, they want to have a good push. They're unbeaten this calendar year, actually, under Arteta. And City, if they lose... Basically yeah. have the title to Liverpool, don't they, on Sunday? Yeah. Do Liverpool play Everton at Goodison? They've okayed that game to be played there as well, actually. Have they okay? All right. Yeah. Because they had, I think at some point, said that any game that potentially Liverpool could win the league would be played at a, a neutral ground. So, Not happening now. Really? I, that's yeah. very... That's, I hope that... Doesn't backfire. Yeah. yeah. So I can see it backfiring big time. <laughs> well, I mean, especially around where Goodison Park is, it's like a Lowry painting around there. There's all the houses are like right on top of the ground. So you totally. can't physically not have people around there because no. people live there. Yeah. So that's a really odd one for me, that. Anyway, it's a disaster, yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know what to think of we'll come back to Friday, though. Midday, well, 15 minutes past midday, we have Tottenham at home to Manchester United, which is a cracking game to come back to. You just don't know what kind of form teams are in. I mean, we saw what happened in the Bundesliga where it took at least a game for everybody to be warmed up enough, yeah. and it, it, it seemed to me. So, who knows? But like yourselves in, in United, really have to hit the ground running here, don't they? Oh, big time. I mean, this is it. I think Harry Kane's already said we need to win eight of our last nine games now to have any hope of getting in the Champions. But we have got a full squad, minus the Deli Alley um, issue. It's going to be interesting seeing Son, Begwin playing with Harry Kane. I think that's going to be really exciting. We've also got that Ged Gedson Fernandez, who apparently has been turning it right on in training the last couple of weeks. But um, it's obviously a little bit more spice because of the Mourinho effect. But I'm quite scared of the whole Rashford coming back, Pogba playing with Fernandez, Bruno Fernandez, that is. It's going to be a really. And I think only 21.7% of home games have been won in the Bundesliga. So. Home advantage is now gone. It's, um, uh, yeah, so t- Tottenham, uh, you're Tottenham at home, are they? Yes, we are. Yeah. Okay, right, right. But yeah, I think with the with the Spurs, Spurs one, that, that's uh, like a real highlight, especially being on a Friday as well, which oh. is exciting. Great. So excited. I kind of don't want to work actually. <laughs> uh, well, that's. I mean, the, there may very well be a possibility of uh, of some uh, for Bluefoot being open, but we'll keep you posted about all of that. Yeah, no updates as we speak right now. So yeah, so, yeah. But um, it will be interesting to see if, uh, if that does go ahead up there. Cool. Well, I, th- 
think leave it there and uh, yeah. and then we'll just finish up with any other business okay um any other business we've moved our trivia nights now from saturdays because i think more people are uh, going out and visiting friends and bars and things all that kind of thing so i think saturday is no longer a good day for people so we're, we're experimenting with tuesday at seven o'clock and we did that this week as well uh, we had a la liga special because la liga starts up this weekend the tuesday will be the the, the day before the epl starts again so all sorts of, i think Paul's planning on doing uh, questions relating to the season so far. So that, that will be the topic this week. If you uh, fancy that, it's going to be Tuesdays from now on in. And we'll see whether we continue doing it week on week or um, maybe like every month or something like that. But we, we'd still want to try and keep it going if we can in some form or other. And do you have any uh, bits and pieces to finish off with? I've got nothing really because I've got no updates about the bar or anything. So nothing really. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Sad, but yeah. I think I've talked about everything I need to talk about, really. Yeah, I think we've covered a fair amount of ground today. Get in touch. Uh, footyfromthefoot at gmail.com and at footyfromfoot on our social media things. Um, yeah, any suggestions for future talking points? We do want to continue doing that in some form or other, I think, going forward. Spotify, iTunes, uh, Overcast and Google Play for your previous podcasts. If you're so inclined, rate and review. And thanks to those people that have done that already. And tell some friends if you're Thank so inclined. You. As always, thanks to my pal David Sangster for our theme tune and the outro that you're about to hear. Give him a follow at 1 in 20 Parkinson's. And um, yeah, you might have the opportunity to actually tip your bartender for real at some point or other in, in the next few weeks. But uh, up till then, you can tip virtually on uh, bluefootbar.com. And I still think that you can buy T-shirts as well, uh, the uh, proceeds of which go to the servers um, at Bluefoot. Thing that just about does us. Thank you, dear listener. Uh, and uh, yeah, let's do this again next Thursday. Bye! <laughs> good, good, good.